Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfill, and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truitt. We're all about helping people invest in franchise businesses or become better business owners. Good morning, Nat. Hey, Pete, how are you doing today? Oh, I am awesome. I am awesome. We're just uh, plugging away here. I got, I got some exciting news. I can't even venture a guess. Uh, all right, all right. Besides the puppy, right? So it doesn't get more exciting than a puppy in a household, yeah. but that's a story for another time. So, um, you know, I started looking at, I, I go to these conferences. I went to the franchise conference. It's great because we get together with a hundred different franchise companies. We get to see all these concepts. And, and so they give us a five minute speech. So I come out of there like, ah, I want to invest in this business. I want to invest in yeah. this business, right? So, so I come home and I said, honey, I think I found the business for us to invest in. And besides rolling her eyes and like, oh, here we go again. You know, because my wife, she never ever wanted us to go into business, right? She wanted me to have a corporate job. So so I start telling her about this and it brought back memories. And so today what I would thought we'd talk about is that when I first decided to invest in a franchise, my wife was very nervous. She's like, Well, you know, how are we gonna do this? You're leaving that corporate pay. Um, and from the standpoint is we have to pay the bills, right? We have to pay the mortgage. We got to feed and clothe these four kids. We got, how are we going to do that if you start a business? And so today, what I thought we'd do is we talk about the four ways to cover your monthly expenses while you're launching a business. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds like a good uh, challenge. I think most people are kind of concerned about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, certainly my wife was, you know, from that standpoint. So, so let's talk about the four ways. So I think you, um, you started out kind of like uh, a lot of people do. You started out the business. And so a lot of times what people will do is they'll, they'll the first way is they'll leverage working capital in the business. They'll, they'll actually, before they're making money, start paying themselves, pay, start paying themselves um, so that they have the money to cover it. Yeah, I think the uh, when you start, there's a couple of different strategies, right? You're either, you know, bootstrapping it, which means essentially, you know, there's no extra money and you're just kind of dripping in capital as you need it. You're like finding the, finding the money as you kind of go along while yeah. you're building, building your business. And then if you have a little bit more cushion or have some more investors or have a little bit bigger bankroll, then, you know, I think it's always a lot more comfortable to be able to pay yourself, obviously, a, uh, a salary because a lot, a lot of guys are going from, cor- you know, six-figure corporate income and then they're going to start something. So like, it's hard to go... F- from that to zero. Yeah, well, that's what I did, right? I went from a yep. high-paying corporate job to essentially having no income. And so I think if you use the ROPS program, so if you use your retirement account to fund the business, right? Um, I think you have to pay yourself a salary. Even though you're not making money, you, you still need to be paying your salary. So part of that is kind of leveraging how you seeded the business with working capital, paying yourself even before, again, you turn a profit. The second way is my favorite way, uh, or at least this is the way I sold my wife to it. So <laughs> I, as I told you, my wife was really worried. I mean, we went from having a good corporate salary to nothing, and, and she couldn't get past this idea that we, she thought we we're going to be homeless and we weren't going to be able to feed our four kids and all this despair and stuff like that. And so I created what is called the two-bucket approach. And so I, I looked at it as you, there's a certain amount of capital you need to launch the business, right? So, so that's one bucket. The second bucket was money set aside from our savings that we had in this bucket that could cover our living expenses or offset our living expenses, right? So if it's my That'd wife- be she, for uh, Starbucks and those type of things? Oh, well, Starbucks is a vital <laughs> thing with my wife, yes, but also paying the mortgage and electric bill, all that kind of stuff. 
And so I set it up so that she had a separate account, right? So she could go in and look and see that we had the money to cover it. Now, the way I looked at it is I combined the two buckets. I look at that as the total cost of getting this going, the money to business and also the capital to offset our, our, our lifestyle to, to cover all those expenses. Have, have you seen other people do that? Um, you know, I think I first heard about it from you, Pete, and I love that concept. And since then, we've taught a lot of people kind of how to have a little extra peace of mind with a two bucket approach. You know, I think it's, you know, it's kind of genius to have, you know, just identify, all right, this is a bucket of money that, that's for the startup or living expenses um, for that first, you know, whether it's six, nine, 12, 18 months, three years, whatever it might be, right? Whatever you're, you need for your comfort level. And you could do it. So like I scaled it, right? So the first month I took our full month of expenses out. Well, once the, after six months, we're making money. Then I partially offset our living expenses yeah. to where eventually I tapered it off. And so I think it doesn't have to be where it's covering you for a long period of time, but it, it's used to, to offset those expenses. Yeah. It's almost like a gap. It's a gap bucket. So whatever, yeah. you know, the business is providing this and then you have this gap and then you, you know, can take money out of the bucket for that. Um, yeah, that's a good way to go. But a lot of people can't conceptualize it because they they look at their living off their savings and they don't equate that to money to launch the business. They think, oh, we're just burning through our savings, right? And I tell people that like when you're looking for a job, in many cases, you're burning through your savings or you're burning through uh, your, your um, package that you got, right? And so you might as well be investing in yourself instead of burning the money, looking for a job, invest the money in helping you offset your expenses while you're launching that business. Well, and you and I have talked a couple of times about this, but if you, and I, I'm not like a math genius or anything, but if you figured out how much savings you'd have to have in order to generate a six-figure income off the principal, it's a lot of ca- uh, principal, right? A lot of cap- yeah. capital. And so where I'm going with this is when you have your own business, you know, it, it always is going to be a, you know, three to five year push while you're building the business, but eventually there's some light at the end of the tunnel. You have control of your time, your schedule, you know, the team that you build, your employees that you have. And a lot of guys are like, I could, I don't want to retire. I could do this forever. So yep. it's like what, how I kind of think about it. Like, Hey, if you create a business that you can do past, you know, 65 years old, you could do it till you're 75, 85, 90, Absolutely. pass it on to your kids. I yep. think that, you know, that 300,000 of working capital or, or whatever that, you know, you're kind of uh, investing up front is well, well worth it many, yeah. many times over. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You're because you're setting up your future. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the third way we're seeing a lot of this now, right, is what we call the executive model semi-absentee. So you keep your corporate job, you keep your corporate salary and you start the franchise on the side. Right. So you get get it going. You put a manager in place and you pay that manager to be there all the time. Now, you don't have to be there every day. You still need to be minding your business 15 or 20 hours a week. But the idea is that you're keeping that corporate income that allows you to cover your expenses while you're starting the business on the side. We see a lot of that, don't we? I do. And it's kind of that concept of it takes money to make money. You know, you're going to be um, investing more. You know, you're going to basically be reinvesting a lot of your profits into management and into additional locations. Which is great because if you're you're making huge uh, bank at corporate, you know I think it makes a lot of sense to keep that security while you're kind of building up your life raft on the side, um, and then you know it's nice to 
somewhere down the road it, it enters the path yeah. intersect and then yeah, you're like absolutely. well I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what they pay corporate anymore. I'm just going to go, you know, do my business now. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times people have a hard time is they, as they look at having to pay that manager $60,000, you know, because they got their corporate job, but the idea of paying somebody $60,000 to be there um, is, it's beyond that. Just they can't get past it. And I tell them, I said, Hey, listen, if you could be making $300,000 and you could pay somebody $60,000 to be building this asset for you, building this business, this cash flow for you, why not? It's, it's a great investment, right? Cause you're getting more value for your time at that current present, uh, situation. So I yeah. think that's one piece of it. The second thing is, is that when you do the executive milestone maps, you need and you have that manager, you need to put a little extra capital in the business. You need to capitalize that manager up front. hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a higher, um, business, higher, higher investment to get that business up and running, but the, you know, it's time or money, right? So all you get in life is your time. So if you prefer to spend your time at corporate, then you can spend your money investing in management and, you know, more structure infrastructure for your business. Yeah. Well, and that's how you scale too. So, all right. The fourth way, as we look at it, is that I, I wasn't lucky enough to have this. I think you were smart. Enough yeah, this was my this. favorite. That was all right. My, all right. Yeah. So I'll let you lead with this one. So what's what's the fourth strategy to cover your expenses? I always think that the best way to uh, diversify your income is send your spouse to work. So <laughs> <laughs> I was fortunate because my my wife was at uh, Arthur Anderson out of college, and she was doing great. And so um, I was in my twenties, and you know we were looking for a caregiver for my wife's grandmother, and I started researching and. You know, this was like early on in the internet and everything. So, you know, I came across all these senior care companies um, and I saw a little tab up there on their website that said franchising and I clicked on that. What's that? And so that's how I kind of got it to franchising and into senior care all in all together. But the great thing about having your spouse work is it does, you know, it takes a big load off your shoulders because kind of like that two bucket approach or the semi S and T it's like, you have, you know, that you're, um, your household expenses are covered, right? And then you're kind of building, you're focused 100% on getting the business up and running. So I think if that's an opportunity for somebody, I think that's great. I do think, you know, you have to really put the pedal to the metal and, and try to, you know, replace your spouse's income. Ideally, that's what we were able to do. Yeah. Um, so there's lots yeah. of options with that. Yeah, and I think as we as you look at this, I think the big thing is is that knowing uh, whether you're going to fund it through just hard work, that working capital, or you're going to kind of do it the semi-absentee or the two-bucket approach. In all cases, you got to go work your butt off, right? Yeah. You got you got to go and treat every day. It's like it's last day. You got to build the business fast, and you got to do it smart um, because eventually it's got to stand by itself, right? And so you can offset it many different ways, your income to cover your expenses. But at the end of the day, you got to build and grow and make a profitable business. Totally. I remember we used to call uh, senior care run air business. So, and I think I told you this once and you laughed at me, but it's like, it's literally shaking hands and kissing babies, you know, 40 hours yeah. a week while you're yeah. building, while you're building all those relationships. And now everywhere I go in, you know, my town people, I know everybody and uh, you know, people tease me. They're like, wow, you seems like, you know, everybody. Well, yeah, it's because I went to the chamber of commerce and I literally shook hands and kissed babies Went to the Fourth uh, of July parade, all that good stuff to get it well, up and running. I'll donate to your uh, your campaign <laughs> to become the mayor. All right, so you got you got a you got a political uh, donation for me coming. So yeah. So Excellent. what do you think? Circling back to full circle to your wife, what do you think? Uh, you know, where, where's where's her head right now? What do you th what are you thinking? 
I don't want a business. I don't want to be involved in business. I don't want another business. You, you just do what you're doing. Right. So, uh, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but I get so excited and I love businesses. And so, but, uh, not so much for her. I know it's but, like, um, being a kid in a candy shop sometimes, right. Cause you see under the hood of all these up and coming opportunities and, um, see the success that they're having and, you know, just the rapid growth in other areas of the country and can just picture it. I know my town needs one of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. All right, Nat, great discussion today. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.